Hey, welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Well, it's so, isn't it great to just watch the power of God move? Come on, watch it move. But do you know what? That all of you can do that. Come on. Every single one of you can do that and more, and it's time, you know, I feel like now we're in a city, I'm just going to do short teaching this morning, we're in a time of demonstration, come on, it's time to demonstrate the power of our God, it's not time to be spectators, sitting at church being spectators, we come to church, we worship together, come on, we get filled up, we get overflowed, so that then when we go out about our week, it's not that we go out, yeah, I'm a Christian, and then we go about normal life, come on. That's not what it's about. Jesus died on the cross so that we could get saved and have eternal life. But God had a purpose for each and every one of you. He says, come on, he talks about, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He spoke destiny. Come on, he spoke purpose before you were formed in your mother's womb. He already had greatness for you. And that's why when you receive a prophetic word, it's like it doesn't, your head doesn't witness, but your spirit, when you receive it, it's like everything's jumping up and down inside of you. That's awesome. It's great. You feel because your spirit is witnessing with God. Come on. It knows. It says, I know that. That's what the father said. Come on. That's what he spoke about you before you were formed. He said this was your purpose and this was your destiny. But God gave us a will and a mind and our mind gets in the way and says, well, that couldn't be possible. How could that be? Come on. You're called to do more than what you're doing now. All of us are. It's time as a church for us to demonstrate the power of God. And you know what? It's easy. It's not hard. We've complicated things. Mark 16 verse 17 says, signs, wonders, and miracles will follow those who believe. Okay, we believers in here? Oh, some of us. Come on, I want to hear you're a believer in here today. Amen. That's better. Come on. You're a believer. We love Jesus. Come on, we're believers. And if you're not, we can fix that at the end of the service, okay? But we're believers. We need to be excited. I love the house of God. Come on, I love everything about it. In our house, we grow. The house of God is the most important thing. Every week, we're like to our kids, it's Sunday, the best day of the week. Come on, Sunday is the best day of the week because we get to be with family. Come on, we get to be in the presence of God. We get to witness miracle. We get filled with the power of God. We worship our God. There's better than any club. It's better than any theme park. It's better than any football match. Come on. It's better than any concert. And you know what? It's free. I'm going to see Celine Dion. It's been a a bucket list thing to see Celine Dion. Okay. It's $300 a ticket. I'm like, well... The only reason I paid is because I figured she's good. Well, we were both going to go, but when we span out the prize, it's looked like only I'm going, okay? My daughter and I are going. It's like we, both of us can't go. That, that's too much money. I'm like, we come to church every Sunday. We get more. Yes, Leon, I love her songs and I'll sing along and it'll be great. I'll go home as a good night, but there's nothing lasting in me. Come on, there's nothing that are going and paying that money that will affect others. But when we come to church, the power of God fills us. Come on, it fills us with the anointing. It fills us with hope. And when it gets us, and then we're able to go out and not only change our life, but change 
change other peoples. We're going to get a hold of this, that the Bible said signs, wonders, and miracles will follow those who believe. Come on, if you're a believer, they should be following you. We as a church have been following the miracles. Oh, the miracle crusade's over here and the healing anointing is here. We've been following that. And God's like, you got it wrong. Come on, the Bible says signs, wonders and miracles will follow who? Those who believe. They'll be chasing you down. Everywhere you go, miracles will be following you. Signs will be following you. When you're in Woolworths, when you're in Coles, when you're at uni, at school, wherever you are, miracles will be following you. This is the season that we're entering into and we've got to be educated. Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, Now, most of us know that scripture. Most of us can quote that scripture. But there's a little bit after it. It says what? According to the power that works in us. Come on, God can do exceedingly abundantly. He can do, if you stood up for any of those anointings this morning, God can do exceedingly abundantly to cause you to be a leader, to cause you to be a successful business, but to cause you to do whatever he's called you to do. He can do it. But there's a little phrase, a little bit more there. It says what? According to the power that works in us. You've got to work the power. You've got to grow the power. Come on, God could just come down and go and do it. But it's not his plan. His plan was to do it through you and I. Come on, through our redemptive lives. So when people look at you and they're able to see, wow, that couldn't be possible. They're able to see that God is a miracle-working God. I've just wrote a book. I've got some with me today. So you think your family's messed up. Okay, so it's really from what God has done in my own life, his redemptive power, and he also had me follow his line in the Bible of a family and redemptive power of how God does it so that when people look at me, when friends meet me that knew me, they cannot believe that it would be possible that I could do what I could do today. You know what? The greatest testimony is my second daughter read the book because I wrote it and had it, and I don't share a lot of my testimony because that's not the nature of the ministry I do. We're prophetic ministry, moving forward, training, equipping people. So I don't really, if I was evangelist, I'd most probably share my testimony. My kids know bits and pieces. But she read it and she called me up and she goes, Mom, it's an absolute miracle that you could be the mother that you are to us. Come on, that's the highest compliment to me. That she said that through, and I said, well, you know, it's the power of God. Come on. But God wants to do exceedingly abundantly through your life. But it's according to that power. You've got to work it. You've got to grow it. It's like the talents. He gives us all a talent. He gives us. And when they comes back, one had multiplied it. Come on, he'd grown the talent. He'd multiplied the talent. But one hung on to it. He did nothing with it. What did he do? He rebuked him. You did nothing with it. And who does he give it to? He didn't give it to one with the set. He gave it to the one who was doing the most with it. And sometimes we look at people and they're doing good and they get more promotion, more promotion or more money and more opportunities in life. They've got enough, God. Why are they getting on? Because God blesses those. Come on. He does exceedingly abundantly in people who are working his power. That's all it is. You just got to work his power and understanding with the cross. What happened is Jesus tried to explain in Luke 24, verse 49. He says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised. 
but stay until you've been clothed with power on high. So he is, he's trying to tell his disciples, I, I'm, I'm going to die and I'm going to go off, but I'm going to leave you a power. See, he was one man, but he left a power for all of us so that multiplication could come. And so what happens in Acts 1 verse 8? What, he's died, they're feeling discouraged, it didn't quite work out how they thought, and he comes back to them and he says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witness in Noosa, come on, Australia, Judea, and all the ends of the earth. We'll be his witness. He gave us power. What to do? To be a witness. Everywhere we go, all the ends of the world, to be a witness. The power's not for you to look good and look amazing. Come on. It's a power for you to be a witness for him, for you to release, for you to multiply. That's why he left it for all of us so that we could all be a multiplication wherever we are. Amen. You've got to have a look at something. I love this demonstration. Peter in, 20, in uh, Matthew 26, verse 69. Think about Peter. Uh, this always puzzled me about the word of God. Is that Peter comes, he's always with Jesus. He was a good friend. He was known as a friend. He's sitting with him and he tells, Jesus says that, you know, you will do, some of you will deny me. He's talking about all this stuff. And Peter stands up and he declares his undying love for Jesus. And he says, I will never deny you. I will never do that. And Jesus does something that seems so opposite to his nature and seems so cruel. He publicly says to him, you will deny me three times. Now, can you imagine, you come up the front here today, you give a testimony. I love you, Jesus, so much. I'm going to live my life for you. And a big booming voice comes out of heaven and says, you're going to deny me three times. What would you do? How would you recover from that? Come on, this was amongst his peers, amongst his... He, he says this to him, and it seemed puzzling. Why would he do that? And we know the story that happens when it comes to um, the time when they've, they've already got Jesus and they're persecuting the Christians, and someone says to him, you're one of the ones that were with Jesus, you're one of those, and he says, no, no, not me. When it comes to the point of death, come on, when it comes to the point of possibly being in prison or getting killed, he couldn't say, I was with Jesus. Yet he declared his undying, see his heart, all his intentions, everything in him. But see, you've got to understand. Then we fast forward over in the book of Acts, and it says, Acts 2 verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And so what happens is, now where it says Peter stands up with a boldness, come on, he's not just talking to a little slave girl or to some people, he's talking to the highest authorities in the land, and he's saying, you, he's rebuking them, you took him by lawlessness hands, come on, he's standing Standing up with a boldness. Now, this instance where he denied Christ is only 50 days earlier. I don't care if you took someone to the best motivational school in the world. You would never take them from 50 days where they're so afraid to even say that they're a Christian. Just put him up in front of all the leaders and the people that have the power to persecute. You could not get them to do that. Why did Jesus demonstrate? What happened in those 50 days? He received power. 
Come on. He received the power that Jesus was talking about. Jesus said you will receive power. You'll be a witness. Come on. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. Now Peter has received that power. See, and our natural selves will say, yes, God, we love you. I'm going to do this, but we will fail. And God knew that as mere mortals, we fail. I liken it to Clark Kent and Superman. Is Clark Kent, he's a bumbling, he can't even get the girl, he can't speak to the girl, come on, he's got no power, he's aloof, he's, he's just a bumbling whatever, okay, news reporter. But you put him in that Superman suit. Come on. He's able to leap buildings in a single bow. He's able to have the girl's attention. Not that we're looking for girl's attention, okay? But, but people will be drawn to you because of the power of God in you. See, I liken it to that. In our natural self, I can do nothing. Come on. I can't do anything. But I believe this word. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, come on, I received power. When I get up to minister. I have a power that transcends me, Julie Bailey, who I am. It transcends that. It's a power that sets people free. Come on. When I'm out in the world and I'm amongst people, there's a power of God in me that can do exceedingly abundantly, that will affect people's lives. Come on. And it's in you as well. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, it's in you. It's in you. That's what it's about. That's why Jesus said, don't leave Jerusalem till you've got this. That's why he gave that whole demonstration about Peter to show that as natural mere mortals, you can do nothing. Come on. That we're, if we get afraid, we get scared, we talk ourselves out of stuff. But when you receive this power, Come on, when you receive this power, it releases miracles. So what happens after they receive the power? I'm just going to give you a couple of scriptures. Acts 2, verse 40, 3,000 were saved. Come on, 3,000 were saved. We could have 3,000 saved if all of you just trusted God. How many is in your church? 300? If you, all of you over the next six months, so I'm going to believe and trust God that that power can affect one life and save one life. In a few months, this church would be 600. In another few months, it would be 1,200. Come on, that's what it's about. The, it's not religion. It's about the power of God. People seeing signs, wonders, and miracles. God touching them. It's time for us as a church to demonstrate his power. It's not up to the five. Our job as fivefold ministers is to equip you. Come on, Ephesians talks about to equip you to do the work of the ministry. Acts 4 verse 13, it gave them boldness and courage. We saw that with Peter. It says that the people perceived that they were uneducated, they were untrained, and they marveled. Go on, people around saw them. They knew they're just a bunch of fishermen. They're untrained. They're uneducated. But now they're looking at them and they're, they're amazed at who are these guys? But then they realize they've been with Jesus. Come on. They receive power. People will look. Miracles happen. Acts, verse, uh, Acts chapter 3, verse 1, a lame man was healed. Acts verse 5, uh, cha- sorry, chapter 5, verse 12, the church continued in power. There's a demonstration. You've got to understand that it's a gift. God gives us. It's a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift that we receive from God. And then when we get the Holy Spirit, then we speak in tongues. That's the evidence, okay? We speak in tongues, which is our heavenly language. And in Jude 20, verse 21, it says this, But you, dear friends, 
build yourself up in the most holy faith and pray in the spirit. You understand, when we pray in the spirit, there's a power. It says this in Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. Do you understand? The power of God that's in us helps us when we're feeling weak. Come on, love us. We're feeling weak. Also, it says that when we pray in tongues, it edifies us. And I'm surprised at how many people I'll counsel. They're going through depression. They're feeling down. And I say, well, when, do you pray in the spirit? No. Or hardly ever. I'm like, well, no wonder you're feeling down. Come on, the word says that when we pray in tongues, it what? It edifies us. It edifies us. We all need edifying. When we pray in tongues, it edifies us. But also it says the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. When we don't know what to pray, it says the spirit intercedes for us with groans. When's the last time you got on the floor and groaned before God? Usually only if we're dying or we need money. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Come on, life or death situations. But it says that when we pray in the Spirit, when we pray in tongues, that the Spirit, He intercedes for us. Come on, He makes intercession and He groans. He makes such intercession for you and I. And it says, with words that cannot be expressed. And then it goes on and says, and He searches our heart. So when we pray in the Spirit, He searches our heart. So if you've got unbelief, unforgiveness, come on, wrong thinking, when you're praying in the Spirit, He's searching your heart. Come on, there's so much benefits to praying in the Spirit, yet it's still one of the most controversial things in the church today. No wonder. Come on. The enemy doesn't want you to have your power. He doesn't want you to be filled with that power. Come on. He doesn't want you to to have the intercession from him because when the Holy Spirit prays, he prays according to the will of God. That's why it says when you don't know what to pray. I understand this now. Sometimes in situations because I want my life to be so aligned with God and other people that I'm praying for, I don't know what to pray. I'm like, well, should I pray for this opportunity or should I be praying over here? And I'm, I'm so like, I don't know which one to pray. So it says, when I pray in the Spirit, He makes intercession. Come on. He makes and prays for me according to God's will. So then you begin to see things happening in your life so much faster. You see attitudes dropping off because He's searching your heart. He's bringing things up. You've got an attitude there. He's praying about it. He's interceding for you. Come on. He's making that before the Father. And you begin to see things happen so much quicker. And now when I'm praying, I'm not praying with my will. I'm praying according to the will of God. Because if I'm praying with my will and it's not God's will, He's not going to answer that prayer. So you're wondering why prayer's not answered because when we're praying, we need to pray with the Spirit. And then Corinthians 2 verse 9 says this, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Come on. And what this is is our natural mind. Come on. Our natural mind, our natural ears, and our natural eyes can never perceive what God's planned for you. Come on, I could never have perceived what God had for my life when I felt like I was nobody's child. Come on, when I felt like no one, when I felt like I had no future, no hope, no destiny, when I was so broken and so alone, I could never have perceived that God would have this wonderful life for me. But come on, when you pray in the Spirit, it says here, but God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. 
Come on, by His Spirit, because the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the man's spirit within him? Only the Spirit can know the things of God. When we pray, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2, it says, For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mystery. See, praying in the Spirit, it's our power of God. It's the center of here, the engine. Come on. And when you pray, it does away with all the thoughts and all the negative thinking. Come on. It starts to align with what God has got for us. So we've received this power. Come on, we've received the Holy Spirit. Yes, we get born again. That's the first thing. The cross, come on, it's the final world. It gives death to our old life. It takes us out of death and brings us into life. That's great. But that's only part one. Come on, that's part one. That's like getting this beautiful car. You've got the most amazing car. Whatever's the most amazing car to you. We all have different amazing cars. Okay, you've been given this. You've been given a new hope but then you don't have the keys to drive it. It's great to have it. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, we've got eternal life. We've got everything. The cross is the final one. I'm forgiven of all my sins. But there's a step two. When we get filled with the Holy Spirit, when we get baptized with the Holy Spirit, this is what Jesus was talking about when he said to them, guys, he's pleading with them, don't leave Jerusalem till you get this power, till you're endured with power. He knew that that was what was going to set him free. He knew that was what's going to give Peter boldness to speak. That's why he demonstrated that That about Peter because he wanted to show that in Peter's natural self he could do nothing see or what I believe is most as Christians we're operating on level one come on we've received Christ but we don't go to level two you've got Christ but not got the power come on you're not working that power you've not got the power in you come on and he says you'll be endured with power what is it the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Come on, it dwells in you. Let's stand this morning. If you're already filled with the Spirit, you've got to engage it to a new level. Come on. You've got to understand. You've got to think about, yeah, I can't do this. I don't know how to raise my family. Come on. What did I ever know about being a mum? I never had a mother. Well, I had a mother, but I didn't have a mum around. I had it's a, such a dysfunctional family. I'm a first-generation Christian. I come from a whole line of heathens, a whole line of them. I can't find one Christian anywhere back. I'm a line of heathens. But we gave our, our life to the Lord and he changed our life. But if we'd never taken part two, and that's what I think why some Christians are in and out of the church. They live a wishy-washy life. They, they love the Lord. But the pull of the world or, or the hurts or, or the disappointments or, or what the church did to them or what someone said, it pulls them away because why? They haven't been endured with power. The power helps you to get over your bad attitude. It helps you to get, it heals you from hurt. It heals you from disappointment. That's what the Holy Spirit does. When we pray in tongues, it edifies us. And that's what I see. I've 
never seen the people when you really take this next step, the second level, and you get filled with power and you work that power. It changes something in your life. You go from just a Sunday Christian to my life is about the Lord. And I want to tell you, it's not boring. It's fulfilling. It's the most incredible thing. It's a journey. It's an adventure. I feel like a little kid at a theme park every day. I love God. I love his presence. I love the surprises that he has. I love the power that he gives me to make a difference to people's lives. Come on. There's nothing more exciting. There's nothing more fulfilling than being able to empower somebody, to set somebody free, to break chains off a person's life, to bring hope to somebody, to bring a smile to somebody. That's why the Bible says it's better to give than receive. The person understood. They weren't talking about money. See, when you get this power of God, your money means nothing. It means nothing. It's just a byproduct of things God gives you. He gives you things. He blesses you. But it's better to give of what we got, the power of God. Remember when you got saved, how it changed your life. But that's part one. Part two, Jesus said, don't leave till you've received power. So what I want to do this morning is if you've never received that power, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, the power that Jesus talked about, that he begged him, don't leave. I'm saying to you today, don't leave this place. Come on, don't leave this place today till you've been endured with power, till you've received that power. It's a gift. It's a gift. It says it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. We don't earn it. Those guys in the upper room didn't earn it. None of us earn it. We're, none of us are good enough for it, but God gives it to us. Come on. And it's not according to a leader. It's, not, it's just he gives it to all of us. So if that's you, I want you to come this morning to receive that. Or if you know that you, you had it, but it's gone. You've never engaged that power. You've never understood that power. You've never realized that it's a power for miracles, that when you get filled with this power, it enables you to do what you're called to do. Come on. So if that's you this morning, I want you just to come. Come quickly. Come on. I know you're here. Come on. A power of God. God's pleading, don't leave without it today. There's such a power of God. Just over the last few months, uh, we've just seen so many people filled with the Holy Spirit and with the evidence of speaking in tongues. <clears throat> we've, um, we've baptized 40 Presbyterian pastors over in New Zealand and, uh, in, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They just wanted everything. They, they said, we want you to teach us about prophecy. It's like, well, the first thing we need to do is baptize in the Holy Spirit. It's like, okay. And so they all, st- they all started to speak in tongues. It says, this is a powerful, powerful gift that God has given to us. And so that's, that's why I feel like, you know, Jesus said that there was such an importance on that. He said, do not leave without being endured with power because that is going to be, be the difference. And so that's why I feel like even this morning, it's just going just gonna to take a little bit of time. But, but you know, we want to make sure you guys are endured with power this morning, that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's the, that's the powerful, powerful thing. You know, Dr. Bill Hammond wrote a book uh, last year, 70 Reasons Why We Should Speak in Tongues. <laughs> 70. Sometimes we only need one. Well, he's got 70, so he's got pretty well wrapped up there. Just begin to come now. If you stood even for those 
anointings, for leadership. You're not going to be able to do it without the power of God. It's that enduring power of God that we receive. So if you know, you know, I'm not being operating, then I've not. Because what happened in the book of Acts is that they were being threatened by the authorities round about them. And they were afraid and they prayed and they said, Lord, give us boldness because the authorities said, you can't preach Jesus anymore. You can't do that. They were afraid. And they prayed, give us boldness, give us strength. And Jesus' answer was, God's answer was, he filled them again with the Holy Spirit. He filled them again. It was the power for them to be able to do what they were called to do. It's God's enduring power is the Holy Spirit. So just break off that fear. Don't worry what anyone thinks. It's not about other people. It's about you and God. It's the greatest gift. There's such a pleading with Jesus. Pleading, don't leave here. Don't leave here without this power. It's the power to help you to do what you're called to do. Come on. It's the power that will make you stand out from others. Thank you, Jesus. Just be praying. I'm just going to wait a few minutes. I just feel like I'm being obedient to the Holy Spirit. I know there's more. Thank you, Father. I break off fear. I break off even, Lord, minds, what the mind would say and do. But, Lord, I thank you that the Spirit is willing. So, Lord, I thank you for that this morning. Lord, we want to receive that power. Lord, I want to receive that greater power, power that enables me to do everything you've called me to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on, don't leave without it. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. It gives you that power to do the impossible. It gives you the power to just things that you never thought you could do, you're able to do through Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray for these ones. If you still feel that prompting, you can come while we're praying for them. But we're going to pray. We believe God today. It's a gift. You guys out here, it's a gift. Just receive it as we lay hands on you this morning and pray for you. I'm going to ask how Josh is here. We're just going to pray. We're going to believe God. He's going to fill you with his Holy Spirit. It's an awesome day for you today. You're going to, it's incredible. You're going to leave here different. Come on, you're going to engage. You're going to know the power of God that's there. And then I thank you, Father God, that says the evidence is that you'll speak in tongues, your heavenly language. So we're going to release that. Father, I thank you for these ones today. I thank you, Father, Lord, that you're going to baptize them in your Holy Spirit today, Father, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Father, I thank you for that this morning. As we pray for them, we're going to release that power of on them. That church, I want you to be praying with them, believing God for each one today. So, Father, we thank you right now. Lord, we thank you right now. Thank you for this one. Lord, we baptize him today in your Holy Spirit right now. Lord, with that evidence of speaking in tongues, we release it upon his life.
Shion begin to make a sound. No, I'm working out, make a sound. Shion da da ba 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 da 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 ba. Release your power. Release it, Father. Shion da da ba shika da ba ba ba. Just open your mouth and let the sound come out. Shion da da ba 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 da da ba 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 ba. Shion da shika da da ba 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 da ba da. That's it. You got it. Thank you, Jesus. Keep going. Keep going. I thank you for the baptism of your Holy Spirit today, Father. Lord, it's not all you know, it's a gift. And Lord, I thank you that you fill it with your power today, Father. And Lord, with that evidence of speaking, it's a delicious right now, Father. As she opens her mouth, Father, I thank you, Lord, right now. We baptize her afresh in your Holy Spirit today. It's a gift from you. Lord, we baptize her in that today. And Lord, I thank you for the power of God that's in her, Father. And Lord, that you release her. Lord, you make a sound. Thank you, Lord. Fill her mouth. Fill her mouth with your sound. She Baba. You got it. You got it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Father, we rejoice. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you they are filled today. Lord, I thank you for your power that's in them today. Lord, we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, just lift your hands. Father, I thank you for the power of God that you've given us. Father, I thank you that you want to do exceedingly abundantly through us, Father. Now, Lord, I thank you that you fill each one of us afresh today, that signs, wonders, and miracles are going to follow me, Father God. Now, Lord, I thank you for the power of God that's in me. I'm going to work it. I'm going to multiply it. Now, fill me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.